CEO at Procure AM, where there, we have the space ETF. Uh, welcome, Andrew, back to the show. So uh, walk me through the way you're thinking about this weekend, the timeline, and what it's going to mean for Virgin Galactic as a company. So this is a, an extremely exciting time, not just for the space industry, but in particular for Virgin Galactic. If you just remember a couple weeks back, they were you know, facing a lot of questions when they had an unsuccessful uh, space flight test. And so this is really you know, going to be a time where they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're putting one of their founders um, up into space in that, in that spacecraft. And it's, uh, you know, I think everyone around the world will be waiting to see if they'll be successful here. Okay, so that part there, uh, you know, like I'm trying to think of the appropriate way to have this conversation, frankly, but, um, you know, this has never been done before. And, uh, you know, the stock's sitting right below its highs. They did have a, a, a troublesome test. I mean, is there, you know, a, kind of a waiting game here to make sure everything goes smoothly before we start thinking about what comes next for the stock or the whole industry? I really think that you know this is a very specific case for this individual stock. Certainly, one of their closest competitors, Blue Origin, which is a private company, is nipping at their heels, sending up their founder into space on July 20th. So this is absolutely a space race here. However, there aren't necessarily many ways to play it you know, directly. So certainly, there's Virgin Galactic, there's you know, UFO, which is our space ETF, which has a, a very large position in Virgin Galactic. So someone looking for more diversification there. And there's even options that people can trade around this but you know really they're they're taking a you know a very big risk and if it pays off um you know, i think a lot of people will be excitedly looking at at virgin galactic going into next week what do you uh, see as then the kind of business uh, and revenue stream for this company going forward? I mean, obviously the individual flights and the commercial flight. I know the Blue Origin uh, and, and both these companies really have talked about other businesses as well. Virgin Galactic 2 wants to push into uh, high-speed terrestrial travel as well. Uh, how, what's kind of like the step-by-step -step timeline to be very realistic about what's going to make them money? Uh, because they're still not bringing anything in on the top line. Yeah, so it's tough to say for Virgin Galactic. They've definitely put a lot of um, you know their their company's uh, future set on uh, you know taking tourists to outer space, and they're also signing up some governments and uh, doing some contracts as well um, overseas, where they're trying to help train future would-be astronauts as well using their current infrastructure and spacecrafts that they have. Um, Blue Origin, on the other hand, has a has a very diversified business where you know if they happen to be unsuccessful on July twenty. If there are many other pillars that are potentially standing up that company, whereas with Virgin Galactic, yes, you mentioned they are working on point-to-point -point hypersonic travel, um, but that is you know much further off in the future than what we have right now with the space tourism. So a lot definitely um, rides in the balance with a successful flight on Sunday. Okay, uh, so uh, Andrew, looking at uh, the trades for these. What do you uh, think the UFO ETF is going to look like in the future? I mean, is this going to become increasingly concentrated in these companies that are pulling away and becoming the real, uh, you know, focused kind of duopolistic players in this space? Is it just going to, uh, you know, well, I guess for Blue Origin right now, there's no real way to get exposure there. Yeah, so you know, sometimes you have you know companies that are publicly traded companies. Think of like a Boeing that has a venture arm as well, and Boeing actually has a stake in 
purchasing Galactic through that venture arm. So some very large diversified companies tend to have some way of getting exposure sometimes to these private companies. But if you look at how the index for UFO has changed since we've launched, there were roughly 30 companies in that fund uh, in the index uh, when the fund launched. There's currently about 35 companies. So we've actually seen a lot of companies coming to the market, whether that's companies IPOing or going through the less traditional method of, of a SPAC to a DSPAC, which is actually how Virgin Galactic made it into the fund in the first place, as well as recently a company AST Space Mobile, another DSPAC company that's made it into UFO. So we're actually seeing a lot of players in the space industry coming to market through very different and creative ways, as well as traditional.